Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, October the 15th, 2023. This service was recorded on October the 8th, the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The pianist is Pete Temple. The lector is Janice Lasley. Thank you to Warren and Cheryl Hall for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us at Wayne Zion Lutheran Church. Welcome to this 19th Sunday after Pentecost. If you'll turn to the front of your hymnal, let us begin with confession and forgiveness. Gracious God, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. Forgive us and give us strength to turn from sin and to serve you in the newness of life. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. Through the Holy Spirit, God cleanses us and gives us the power to proclaim the mighty acts of the one who called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Will you join with me in the prayer of the day as is printed in your bulletin insert, your celebrate insert. Let us pray. Beloved God, from you come all things that are good. Lead us by the inspiration of your spirit to know those things that are right. And by your merciful guidance, help us to do them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's holy word for God's holy people. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, with the following preface. The prophet sings a sad, parable-like love song about the relationship between God and Israel. In this song, Israel is compared to a promising vineyard. Despite God's loving care, the vineyard that is Israel has brought forth wild grapes of injustice and distress, when fine grapes of justice and righteousness were expected. Let me sing for my beloved, <clears throat> excuse me, my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And, no, and now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard than I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed. Righteousness, but heard a cry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 80. Um, 
And for those of you who are visitors here, welcome, first of all. But um, I'm going to sing the refrain once, and then we can all sing it together. And then we'll get to the verses, and the con- or I will sing the light face type verses, and the congregation will sing the verses in the bold print. So it goes. Look down from heaven, O God, behold and tend this vine. Look down from heaven, O God, behold and tend this vine. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine upon us and we shall be saved. You have brought a vine out of Egypt. You cast out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. It took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered by a shadow. And the towering cedar trees by its boughs look down from heaven, O God. Behold and tend this vine. You stretched out its tendrils to, to the sea and its branches to the river. Why have you broken its walls so that all who pass by pluck off its graves? The wild boar of the forest has ravaged it, and the beasts of the field have grazed upon it. Turn now, O God of And this vine, preserve what your right hand has planted. Look down from heaven, O God, behold and tend this vine. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the people, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a fence around it, he dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants, and he went to another country. When harvest time had come, he sent his servants, his slaves, to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves, beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants or slaves, more than the first. They treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and take his inheritance. So they seized him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? Asked Jesus. They said to him, he will put out those wretches 
to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce of the, at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone that was, was the Lord's doing. And is it amazing to our eyes? Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone who falls, whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realized that Jesus was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. After church last Sunday, I was standing in the hallway. I was taking my alb off and I was approached by a parent who had a young Sunday school student who said, Pastor, what's your take? When you serve in the military... And we know what the commandments are. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, and have no other gods. And you are to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And you must not use the Lord's name in vain. And you are to honor your mother and father, and you shall not kill. Will God forgive if someone who serves in the military and kills another human being, will God forgive them? And the short answer is yes. But I want to expound upon this just a little bit. This morning, we've got to experience valor. We call these the quilts of valor. I want you to know that the term valor comes from the Latin. Valor is to honor plus dignity. It's gallant bravery and strength, especially on the battlefield in the face of danger. Valor comes from the Latin valorum for strength, moral worth, with a sense of courage. And that's what it takes. Draft or signing up takes a lot of valor. We know as of yesterday that in Jerusalem, Gaza, and Sarat, gunmen from the Palestine group called Hamas rampaged through the Israel towns on Saturday, killing at least 250 Israelites and escaping with dozens of hostages into a far the deadliest day of violence in Israel since Yom Kippur's war 50 years ago. It was a surprise war of attack of war. This over long-suffering demise in demise, the Palestinian and Israel conflict continues. Friends, war is real. It is not only a threat, it is deadly. And it raised its ugly head again yesterday. As we sort all this out and figure out what we do as a country. So getting back to the question that was raised by one of our Sunday school students, and I thought it was a good one. Will God forgive you 
if you take the life of another in war? And I said yes. That's the short answer. Here's the long answer. And I'm going to work from my notes. Because this little person really challenged me to think about this question. The United States of America has learned from past wars and times that they've entered into battle to protect the liberties of others, freedom from tyrants, dictators, and rulers who abuse, maim, and kill men, women, and children to gain an upper hand. We have been in the theater of many wars, not here on our own land, but we have, as America, come alongside those who have been victimized to liberate them, to protect them. And each military conflict is subject, subject to both national and international laws of war. Several governing bodies created these laws, and they are often interact with one another in a very legal, complex way. United States law of war is a formal code of conduct that all our U.S. troops are expected to know and to obey. And when they don't know the answer, they have a commander to go to. The Geneva Conventions applies to all soldiers regardless of what country they're from or where they're operating from. The Hague Convention governed war tactics and the use of weapons, and the North Atlantic Treaty Organization known as NATO provides guidelines further for specific members of countries that adopt NATO, what they can and cannot do during a war. Each of these sets of laws contain many different and sometimes contradictory rules and regulations. Each nation's government interprets these standards and issues its own rules of engagement to the soldiers. In the event that two or more laws are applicable to you and are contradict to one another, you as a serviceman of the United States or woman must follow the more restrictive one. There are several different kinds of rules of engagement that apply to different kinds of armed conflicts. As a member of the U.S. military, you are most likely to encounter one of these three scenarios. Peacekeeping operations require the, cons require the consent of all nations involved are essentially the night watch person. Military personnel in these areas function more like policemen. And we heard that one of ours went to military, uh, went to the police academy through the military. The other is the US military personnel in active combat with declared hostile forces are subject to different set of rules that are less restrictive than those associated with peacekeeping operations. The third is the Special Forces Unit. They are the elite fighters. They are governed by still other sets of rules. In many respects, the top-tier operatives must have the most freedom to engage hostile forces, but their missions also require congregational, uh, con Congress approval or other special high authorization. Osama bin Laden. Rules of engagement dictate who you can shoot at and under what circumstances. You only shoot when you, your life is threatened or your neighbor's life is threatened or 
There is someone who is wounded, and they may be of the enemy. You swear to protect that prisoner of war and not torture them. The buildings and the infrastructure that you target. And we steer away from large civilian casualties. We take the guns and the military ammunition away from the tyrants. The weapons and the equipment that we used determines. And your legal obligations to aid or protect non-combatants. Your medical personnel, your doctors, your dentists, your chaplains, your nurses, your Red Cross workers. The treatment and the transfer of prisoners. You are to protect prisoners of war and the wounded on either side during the conflict. War can only be acted upon by Congress. It requires a two-thirds vote of both the House of Representatives and the Senators. It is not the President of the United States, because when they set together the Constitution for America, it was under the liberty of God. And they don't want no one man to pull the switch. That's a lot of people to vote to go into war. In Jesus' parable, the land tenants become hostile. They even entered into an all-out war against the landlord's servants and his son. They used force, they maimed, they crippled, they stoned, they killed. What did Jesus say about the landowner's response? He didn't. But the priest and the Pharisees who held Moses' law and held it over the people said, the priest and the Pharisees came up, they should retaliate eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Jesus didn't say such a thing. Rather, he referred to Scripture. It begins with God's own self, both in the form of humanity and divinity. For Christ is the presence of God in the world, Emmanuel with us. And Christ laid down his life. He was the cornerstone. Death leads to death. War leads nowhere. But when we are called into war, we are to protect and to care for all of humanity. I am proud of these gentlemen who stepped up. They were not given a handgun and said, when you see the white of their eyes, shoot. They went through training. And we think they crawled under Bob, Barb Whiter. They did. But they went to school to understand the rules of war and the rules of engagement. I am proud of the United States of America. And I am proud that we have a flag in our sanctuary. But it doesn't stand alone, folks. It stands with the Christian flag that is shared all over the world. The Red Cross represents Jesus Christ, who died for all people, and yes, who forgives. And that Red Cross is on a sea of blue, the Royal Majesty, the King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. And the white represents divinity without sin. And it's flanked with the gold 
and the gold cords worthy of a king who laid down his life for you and for me. Jesus said, the cornerstone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone that the Lord's doing. And isn't it amazing to our eyes? God does not get even. Rather, God pours out his love in the blood of Jesus Christ in order to forgive us of our sins. I know that God is weeping over what happened between the Palestinians and the Israelites and the conflict that they've been in for some 75 years. And we can point fingers, but they are human beings on both sides. War is no more than death. And how can you defend yourself when the enemy does not even declare war? Those who start war will end their life in war. May we lay down our weapons of judgment. May we lay down pointing of our fingers and let them rest at our sides and take up the cross of Christ and find life. And pray for our brothers and sisters both in Palestine and Israel. When tyrants raise their ugly head, America will be there to bring about justice for all. I'm extremely proud, and I wrote it, of our military and the sacrifices that they made, not even knowing when they signed up or were drafted in. And their hands were tied. And they fought valiantly, for their life was on the line. That's why this pastor is proud to have the American flag stand side by side with our Christian flag here in this sanctuary. God bless America. Amen. Sing in the transformative power of God's loving spirit. Let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. You can follow these prayers on your bulletin insert on the back side. God of all grace, you are the source of life and joy. Strengthen the resolve of your church throughout the world that together we press on toward the goal of our heavenly call found in Jesus Christ, God of grace. God of all earth, you desire peace and justice between nations and peoples. And our heart goes out to Israel and Palestine and the conflict that has arisen. It is an act of war. Guide our leaders of all the nations, NATO, and, and especially the president and the cabinet and both the House of Representatives and our senators as we look at this conflict and understand where we stand. Guide them on provinces and cities that they're fruitful in governing your people here in Monticello for our mayor and for our governor of this great state of Iowa. May they govern in integrity and compassion, God of grace. God of all compassion in Christ, you lovingly poured out yourself like wine for your people. Have mercy on those who mourn, who struggle with their health, with mental health, who cry out for justice, who hunger in any way, Lord, we lift before you. Two gentlemen from this congregation who are being hospitalized right now. For Ivan Eden, who had a serious break of the femur and is now recovering from surgery that he had yesterday. And for Paul Behrens, who is struggling with breath and fighting pneumonia. For Ray Rickles, who is up at Margaret S. Parmley residence in Minnesota, 
who's recovering from COVID. And Lord, we lift before you Jim Strickle, who has returned from the hospital is at home. We lift before you Linda Siebels and Teresa and Kalinda and Sandy, who struggle every day. We pray for Dick, and we pray for Mary Meyer, for Lamette, Lamette Mork, for Tom Boken, Bill's brother, for Samantha Putz, and the plea that went out on Facebook for her and her family. We hope that others will respond. And for the missionary, Brenda Smith, George Walter's niece, for the family of Alfreda Tobiasen, thank you for the gift of 96 years that she led us many years as our Sunday school superintendent. And for the sons of this congregation who serve in the military, Ben Harms, Trevor Owen, Dustin Starr, and Spencer Hansen, we pray for protection around them. God of grace. God of all steadfastness, you set Christ as a cornerstone, the foundation of the church. Build up this congregation, Wayne Zion Lutheran Church, to be living stones that it stands in the community as a witness to your enduring faithfulness and love. And Lord, we give thanks for Corbin Curtis Edwards, who was baptized here yesterday. God of grace, God of all hope, the saints who come before us lived and died with their hearts fixed on you. We give thanks for their faithful witness and wait with hope for the great day when we join their voices in praise. God of grace, Gracious God, into your hands we commend for all whom we pray, trusting in your unending love and your amazing grace through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering. The noisy coin offering that our children collect is going for the crop walk. The crop walk is taking place today at the Wapsipinican Park in Anamosa at 2 o'clock. And so I'll invite the kids to come forward at this time. And I'll have Mac bring the bucket down and let us receive our tithes and offerings at this time. For helping the children make a difference in the world and sending the ministry out from this place to a place where people need. And with a crop walk, it will go to third world countries. Thank you for giving. At this time, I invite the congregation to please rise as we bring our offerings forward. We sing, We Are an Offering, stanza one.
Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, and our lives, and the military. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love for the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Before receiving this blessing, I have learned so much from the children of Wayne Zine who test this pastor. I probably wouldn't have touched that question with a 10-foot pole had it been a few years ago. But when Landon asked the question, you can't back away. <laughs> Landon, I want to thank you for asking the pastor that question. I think it has made, me, it has made a, a huge difference for me in understanding the sacrifice that was made with one hand tied behind the back. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. And let's honor our veterans and enjoy fellowship. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.